No, it's no, it's the day. <laughs> that would have been the funniest fucking Dude, I have, thing ever. I already told one of my bosses. I was like, "Hey, man, I kind of messed up. I thought you asked me to come in early, the day of my show. Uh, turns out it's the day after, so I'm coming home at like two. I'm gonna be home at like two or three in the morning, and uh, I'm gonna have to go in for nine thirty the next day. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Luckily, it's just like it's a repair shift only, so I'm just gonna. I I told him like, "Hey, man." I'm going to be throwing together phones. I don't know what they're going to look like on the other hand. So you're pretty useless <laughs> on either end, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And welcome to the Down in Front Podcast. How are you? How's everybody? I think we got a good group here. Good. Yeah? It's mediocre. Yeah. It's mediocre. I mean, I mean Jesse's here. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. 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 I believe oh. T.I. said it best. I think he meant in numbered, uh, you know, I don't want to be quality. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that <coughs> quote there. Yeah, yeah. I shall be your host this evening. Uh, my name is Warren, and I want to say thank you for actually coming. I have, I'm here with a, a bunch of my friends. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, what we're drinking, what we've been watching. But our feature episode that we're going to be talking about is going to be Split, the new movie from M. Night Shyamalan. Um, in his glory is all his movies. Uh, I guess we'll go into that in a little bit. But let's go a bit of a roundtable. I'm going to start with my main man, Brylan. How's it going, man? Good. Go Pats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What, uh... Way to date the episode. What, uh, what you drinking? What you been watching? Uh, I am drinking... I found this bottle of wine at the Whole Foods Market. It is called Fit Vine. The advertisement was like it was in low, low in calorie, low in carbs, that you could exercise right after drinking a glass. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes pretty good. It's slow. And I don't think you'd want to do it right before you work out. I'd say after. Probably. And I am going to drink all this and enjoy my evening, have some great talk. And it's subtle, which is what I was looking for. That uh, that uh, dark wine I had last time. Yeah. Man. It knocked me out. <laughs> yeah. I well, felt it when I left. That's the one crazy. thing I love about dark, like really, really dark rides, in particular, like Apothic Dark and Menage a Trois has a dark, and a bunch of places like Gnarly Head has darks. But the really nice things about those really dark blends is it really puts you in. It's almost like a warm milk for a baby or like somebody who's younger. Uh, or for me. Or, or, or for Blue It. Um, or Mike. It's. It's so nice. It's just so skill comforting. It's pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I love it a lot. Yeah. Uh, what I watched recently was Sicario on Amazon Prime. Nice. Uh, and after seeing this in Arrival, I want to see any movie that Denny Villeneuve directs. So those two movies get me super amped for 
Blade Runner that's coming nice. out. Nice. I still haven't and seen the. Just got announced that he's going that he's assigned to do a reboot of Dune, which makes me. Oh, that's him. I'm actually. I'm actually um. Listening to that book is an audio book for it, so yeah, it's it, kind of difficult to get through, but it's still pretty cool. It's a very dense story that, so far, no one's had a really good job of uh, actually adapting to film or TV. Um, but uh, I love his style. He does these amazing like cinematic landscape shots, and I think he uses drones to do it. That just set up a scene to be so intense and so crazy. Sicario just was all about having the most intense uh, undercover cop shootout ever, which was ridiculous. And I, and I love every minute of that movie. That movie's fantastic. Benicio Del Toro should have gotten an award for that. Fair. It was an amazing film. Nice. Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah. To his uh, right, we have the man, the myth, the lesion. <laughs> Jesse, how's it going, Jesse? How's it going? Not too bad. Thanks. No, thanks for asking. I'm no. not doing very well. Uh, I wasn't concerned, but thanks. Uh, what you, you sipping on there, and uh, what have you been watching? Uh, I'm drinking my usual Arizona iced tea watermelon. You know that has a lot of sugar, right? It does. It's okay. a lot of sugar. But, you know, it's good. I'm still waiting for that sponsorship. Arizona, if you're listening, you know. Down in front. Down in front. Down in front. Sign us up. Just cover the 99 cents. It's true. Week. I just need 99 cents a week. You, too, can That's help just throws 99 cents at Jesse and walks out the door. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, I take it. I take it. I'd be fine with that. Right? All pennies, though. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be all pennies. Just, yeah, I'm helping the just Jesse. throws the roll. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm sipping on. It's my usual. Um, what I've been watching, so I had like two weeks off, and I watched a ton of stuff, mostly cartoons, uh, shout out to like Voltron season two, shout out to Adventure Time mm-hmm. season nine, shout out to, oh, I had a bunch of things written down, but the one show I want to bring up, and nobody in this room watches it, regular show, anybody? I've heard the title. Regular yeah. show. Nobody? No. So, I, I love this show, it had its series finale, so the show is now over. They've, they've wrapped everything up. Um, I It's funny because I've been watching that show every single t- episode it came out. Like, the day it came out for... I, th- I think they just did nine seasons, so for like the last decade I've been watching this show. And they did a really good send-off to like all the characters where it was like the kind of six-feet-under approach, hmm. where it showed all of the characters and like what happened when they got older. Like, they got married and they had kids and like... And it was that kind of send-off of like... I wish anybody had watched the show, and if anybody who's listening has watched this show, like, Mordecai and Rigby, they tied up all the, the storylines, like, they tied up the spot, the Pops line, they tied up, it, it was just a, such a good finale, that when it ended, I literally kind of sat there and I was like, wow, I, I actually am going to miss this show, because it was like, it was one of my go-to TV series that would come up like once a week. And I don't know, that's, that's, I know nobody here can really talk about it, but I felt like I wanted to, out of all the shows I watched in the last two weeks, which was a ton of material, that was the one I wanted to bring up. Is this another show that's, like, done by David Cross? Uh, he does a voice in it periodically, but he's not now. It's, okay. it's, uh, J.G. Quintel is the, the lead guy on it, and I'm so stoked to see whatever he comes out with next, because he said, like, 
I'm going to keep working at it. We just ran out of material for this show. Like, we wanted to end this show. Yeah. And so he's clearly going on to something. But if you like any of the Cartoon Network, like, tongue-in-cheek adult humor, like, if you like Adventure Time, you'd love adult uh, regular show. Nice. Or, like, any of that kind of, like, like, I would even recommend go on YouTube and watch the pilot that was, like, hand-drawn by the main producer because it's all about them doing acid and getting drunk. And they, they pitched it as an adult swim show. And instead, Cartoon Network was like, if you PG it, we'll, we'll let you do it. And so the whole show, like, they get drunk on chicken wings. Like, everything's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Tongue like, you know what's going on, but because <laughs> they made it PG, like, it's, it's hidden. And so, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to that show. And I'm hoping that if somebody's listening to this podcast... And they go, oh my god, Jesse, watch this regular show. Please stop me on the streets because I've been dying for somebody to talk to about this show. Stop me on the streets? Dude, I'm serious. Yeah. Pay a dollar from Arizona and talk to me about regular show because I will do a podcast. If that happens, that person will be on their next podcast. Oh, yeah. I will give them a shout out. Special guest. Just interview him. Full hour. Full hour. Regular show, too, is currently on Netflix, too. And Hulu, that's all. Yep, up to like, I think, season six. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, going around the round table here, we're going to go to Mr. Two Banks, Josh. Two Banks! What's up, man? Not much, man. Good Doing to see good. you. Yeah. I like your pajamas. Thanks. What you, uh, what you sipping on there? What you, what you watching? Uh, I don't know what this wine is. It's from you. I'm having <laughs> a, a small glass of this, but it's, uh, it's pretty subtle. It's tasty. Handcraft. Inspiration. A red wine. Uh, yeah, it's tasty. It's good. Um, the only thing I really watched, and I don't know if anybody else here has watched it at all, was, uh, The Exorcist. Oh, no, you were telling me about that, though. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know... The original one? No, they made a show on Fox. Yep. And I had no idea it existed until about a week ago. Uh, I heard Guillermo in English talking about it, and, um, so I decided to watch all of it. It had already finished by the time I'd gotten to it. It's only ten episodes, about forty minutes long each. Um, and it was pretty cool. I actually really enjoyed it. I, I expected to kind of hate it because it's based on, you know, loosely based on the original movie. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, obviously. Thank you. Do but, they have, like, uh, similar characters? Like, or do they have the characters like Reagan and Father Karras or anything? It's too many spoilers. Oh, okay. I, I don't want to get into that. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, loosely based, though. Um, so there's a lot of other, like, new material going on. Uh, Gina Davis is the, the big name in the show, and she does a great She's job. She's everywhere, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she does a great job. I think the main guy, who I don't remember his name now, he did a good job. Um, and a lot of the visual stuff, like, some of the CGI is a little, uh, looks like they cut corners on the budget. <laughs> but, um... The practical effects look like the original movie, so like when somebody's possessed, like the teeth and the sores all over their body and stuff like that looks very hmm. exorcist. Where can I watch it? Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. All of it's there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. That's really awesome. I'm actually going to try to catch that. There's, this is so much content, right? There's too much content. Yeah, we'll, I'll chat about that in a second before we get into our main review, but. Uh, Mr. Michael the Shredder. 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 <laughs> Don't make a corny joke. I, oh, I, I did that I last know, time. I know. I'm, 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 I'm a one and done type person, except for this podcast. I keep on showing it back up. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, what I'm drinking is uh, I have a harpoon 
Uh, fresh tracks, even though it's not really that winter yet. Could you give me a taste profile of that beer? It's beer. Yeah, it's beer. It tastes like beer. <laughs> it's enough. pretty sweet. I think um, it probably says on the label. It's beer. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> subtle notes of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> not, honestly, not so subtle. It's uh, it's six point two percent. So okay. Okay. Yeah. some hops. In yeah, there. And, uh, this this might be an interesting uh, finale to this episode. There you go. Um, I guess what I've been watching is uh, I've been watching the speaking of finales uh, last season of Workaholics. Um, yeah. So good. And it's funny, because it's that show, I, like, I will skip for, like, a year, uh, and then I'll come back to it and watch a couple episodes, skip it free, and then just, like, have this, like, cycle, uh, but my roommates are super into it, so we've been watching it, and it is unbelievably funny. Like, talk about a bunch of pe- people just, like, leaving at the right time, when they're just like, alright, we're gonna go out on top, it's gonna be killer, it's not gonna be stale. Plus, I just really like that style of humor. Yeah. It speaks to me. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. What about yourself? Uh, Aw, thoughtful. Thank you so much. That's the first time anybody has ever asked me. Really don't want to hear from you. Bunch of bitches. Yeah, we don't Uh, like you. Yeah, so right now I'm drinking a couple things. So I'm drinking the same wine that uh, Josh had uh, mentioned, but I'm also sipping on a Harpoon Sweet Spot, which is very, very good. Um, I would say if I have to give you a beer profile, sweet. Yeah, it hits the spot. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, and the only show that I want to talk about is because the only reason why I'm watching the show is from Westworld. And every time we had an episode to talk about that, everybody kept talking about the, uh, the boils. McPoyle. Yeah, McPoyle. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually going through it. I'm all the way up to season three. Um, Wait, so you're not done? No. Oh, I'm not even close. I'm going to, I'm going to put an addendum. So the other show, cause I knew you were going to talk about this one is Sunny and the newest season is incredible. Incredible. I'm only at season three. I think there are, what, 14 seasons? I think this is 12. Okay. I thought it was 14. Okay. It, it might be. It's, it's somewhere. No worries. But yeah, I'm only at season three, and I love every... Like, I literally love every episode. Like, I would go home. I would wake up in the morning early to watch an episode. I would get home at night from the bar or wherever I'm at. I would watch another episode. And I literally just go through, especially if I'm off on the weekend, I probably binge at least two seasons, or almost at least a season and a half. Uh, since I started doing it. And I've only started this show like maybe a week and a half ago. Um, so, very funny. I thoroughly enjoy the show. I just love every, all, just like the ridiculous humor and um, the fact that it was a very, very small, like really low budget sort of show, which I thought was really interesting. And then it just, I think it's always building up to something more. So that, really cool. that show is probably one of the most consistently funny shows. Like, there might be a down section in one episode of the season, but like the next commercial break is going to be incredible. Yeah. And the next episode is going to be incredible. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. So I think, I, I think I, the only time I struggled with it was before Danny DeVito was there. Then once he shows up, the, but I, that was I love that. that was funny. Like, so the stuff that I've seen and I was like, oh, this is a really funny show was all the stuff before Danny DeVito. Yeah. And then he comes and it even makes it even better. So oh. Like, oh man, this is good. Well, so that first season was like really haggard. Like that was that was when uh, FX was like really trying to find its feet, and they didn't have a ton of original content funding. Wow. And so That's they true. yeah. And so they literally like they there was no money in, involved. They had three guys, uh, the main three characters. They just came up, pitched this idea, and said, "Hey, can we make this?" It, it's something that. 
like right now you'd probably see it start off as a YouTube series first yeah. of yeah. just some guys shooting something in a bar that they owned. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, this this new season though is like yeah it, yeah they have they have one episode. The whole premise is that they turn into. Uh, no spoilers, bro. Let me catch up first. We talk about it. Because he's gonna literally ruin an there's, episode. There's a, there's a musical. Let's just let's just say you that. just still ruined an episode for that, me. You'll never you'll never see which one it is. Sure, but it's incredible. As an add-on to this, has anybody watched the Mick? Uh-uh. No, because it has uh, Sweet D is starring in it. Really? Yeah, uh, right. it's a couple episodes deep, and it's not very good so far. Wow. It's still trying to find its footing, but um, it's tough. Yeah, that's the other thing. Other thing I would love to bring up before we get into our feature is uh, there's just a lot of content out there that we I just feel like we never have time to watch. Tons of stuff, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's nice. So, if I'm ever bored, I always try to kind of um, go to one of these streaming episodes and just scroll. And at least more recently, I've been able to find a lot more interesting stuff on uh, Amazon, like the really deep depths of the Amazon Prime, yeah. which is pretty cool, or Amazon Video. Sorry. Um, but even now, like Hulu's up their game much more, and I have like the no pa- uh, no commercial thing on Hulu, and um, Netflix is still pretty awesome. So I mean, we still have. I just was just looking through Netflix like a couple days ago, and I did not realize how many new original Netflix shows they yeah. put out. They put yeah. like a hundred this past. Yeah, year. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. They uh, I fi- I think they, it's they're they're in this crazy financial race. With someone else, I think it's Hulu. It's it's Netflix and Amazon are doing. If you're talking yeah. about the bidding war, and it's HBO Sundance. And yeah, they no they yeah they were like they have insane amounts of money going into these like streaming shows they're so gonna produce. As as a Netflix shareholder, they are doing very well. Um, they the stock keeps going up and up and up and up, and I've already gotten like a four hundred percent investment return. Really, on the I mean, yeah. when they introduce that download option, especially for somebody who travels a bunch, that is a sorry, but Amazon like video was already doing it before them, so it's not nothing new. But Amazon Video didn't have all the great content that Netflix had. So for me to like actually go and go travel and watch a whole season and some change. On the plane and come back. I'm like, that's that's awesome. That's actually pretty. I I I know that we talked about this originally, probably like eight to ten months ago. Mm-hmm. I I think the writing's almost on the wall, of Netflix switching over and making like two, you know, and making like, hey, you can watch some old movies if you want, but this is our. I and, and now it's seven months later. Cause I know we have it on tape. It, I said it here. Like a while ago, I, I really think that they're eventually gonna just cut it off and like either have, you know, like Arrested Development that they produce and then also the first couple seasons, you know, grab the stuff that relates to the stuff they that they produce, mm-hmm. which is all original stuff. Like they're getting very very close to getting there. Dude, I was saying like I've been watching Voltron on there, an animated series, and like they're they're really diversifying. Too, oh, which yeah. is what's really good. They have a little for everyone. Yeah, there's yeah. so much good stuff that. I found myself just actually saying, like, I want to watch the show, but I can't. And just stop watching it and cut it off. I'll yeah, watch two yeah. or three episodes. I'm like, this is good, but just some other things I enjoy more. And I'm sorry, I just can't watch yeah. it right now. I even had a chance to, like, binge a new show just because, like, I don't know what I was doing. It's like, oh, this, it, they kept, it kept popping up. I'm like, what is this, like, Seven Deadly Sins uh, anime? Right, I keep seeing that, yeah. too. I uh, tried watching it, and I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I did the same thing. I'm like, 
This is actually really good. So I literally blasted through 24 episodes in two days. Um, and it was, a, it was a good show. I mean, there's, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was a good show. I was like, okay, if they can still continue to kind of come up with this stuff, it's actually pretty cool. So I'm really excited about that. But, um, yeah, so thanks for everybody for sharing. And uh, let's actually go right into our actual feature title of Split, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's newest sort of installment uh, series of his particular work starring James McAvoy, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Betty Buckley, Haley Richardson, and, and a bunch of other people, including M. Night Shyamalan, which I thought was hilarious, and I thought was pretty he funny. He does that. He does movie. that in every single movie. I did not pick he up thinks he's all. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I know, I know, I know, but, uh, like, so, we will bring it up again, and we say that we're gonna go really into these actual, um, topics. We are gonna spoil the movie, so if you actually haven't seen it, I would probably stop for right now, go watch the movie, because I, I think it's definitely a movie worth watching, then come back and pick up where we left off here. Um, but I'll be, I'm really interested in getting everybody else's sort of opinions about this movie. Uh, even me and, uh, Mike watched it together on Wednesday, and... We talked a little bit about it, but really didn't really get into detail. And I was trying not to listen to any other podcasts or watch any reviews, just because I try to keep the ideas fresh as much as possible. And I also try to make sure that nobody else influences my opinions. So that's at least my sort of take on trying to create a review. I think that's your way of saying you just didn't want to talk to Blue. Well, I mean, have <laughs> yeah, you seen him? That's easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen him? It's not I mean, good. for my part, I just saw it earlier today, so... Fresh. Still, yeah. yeah. It's still fresh in my mind, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to digest yeah. all of it. Especially now, and especially all the stuff that's happening, I'll, I truly try to give something time, like a wine, like a nice fine wine. I've Which never is. had anything more than a $7 bottle of wine, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> You're looking at me like I know what that's like. I have no idea. Well, that yeah. box of wine was <laughs> I've tried. Uh, that box that of wine was, was phenomenal. Mad Dog box. doesn't count as a wine. Oh, Mad Dog's so good, though. If you mix Mad Dog with... Vo- okay. <laughs> we're not going to get into this. But, um, so, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about the wins. Let's open up with that. Uh, and I'm going to actually start with um, uh, Jesse. What? And uh, let's go with uh, some some wins from this movie of Split by M. Not Shyamalan. Oh, God. All right. Why do I have to start? Um, he looks the best. I, I, okay, yeah. I mean, it's fair. Uh... I would say this is the movie that has finally, finally sold me on James McAvoy. Hmm. I was on, I was seriously on the fence with that dude for the longest freaking time, and I'm, I'm actually now scrambling to pull up his, his Wikipedia page, just because there were so many duds and so many hits and so many like. Dude, the Wanted movie, really? That's Loved not it. his fault though. Loved it. Come on. I love that movie. But what did he do in that movie? Sorry. Oh. Slight, slight tangent. Wait, wait. Yep. Slight tangent. In the Wanted movie, what did he do or what could he have done more to make that movie get better? Because... And now I gotta think back to it. Yeah. 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 So so I haven't seen it since it came out. Oh, that movie... That movie's fun. That movie's super dumb. fun. Yeah, yeah. That movie's dumb. super fun. It's dumb, but come on. You like Batman vs. Superman. Now, well, now that so. I'm scrolling through... Now <laughs> I'm scrolling through. Like, even Charles Xavier, I could tell he was trying. He was trying. Yeah, I love him as Xavier. I oh, actually really, really liked him in Victor Frankenstein. If you guys, I haven't seen that, seen that movie. I, I want to. Yeah. Him and uh, shoot Daniel Radcliffe. They really crushed it in that one. I had a, that was a fun freaking movie just to see those two go at it with each other. Uh, so finally, when I saw this, then though, like you could tell he was having a blast filming this mm. movie. Like when he was doing the little kid bits and he was doing the woman bits, and then when he was in the therapy office, like. 
just there was something in his eyes of like, I'm going to totally have fun with this scene and just yeah. let myself go bonkers. And, and there was something really endearing to that. And I really, really, really appreciated him for that. I also thought a lot of the editing was pretty, pretty darn good, especially with like the cuts to the girl's backstory and like the whole scene where he's like running from the train station to get to her and it's cutting back and forth to like one person, like the old lady's doing one thing and then the young girl's doing something and then he's moving and like, I was like, oh wow, this is really well like put together. Um, yeah, it's a very tight movie. Like it, it comes in, tells its story, and then it's done, which I really appreciate. Yeah, well. and I mean, like that was definitely on point, and like, and even some of the shots where he's where they're like poking through like the cracks in the wall, and like that shot down the the hallway where he's like coming at her near the mm. end. Like, there were some really like solid moments, and and again, I think a lot of that was just because of how well McAvoy kind of carried some of the film. Um, those are really my, my, my big wins. Um, I'll go a little bit more into like the balance of like the wins and the losses kind of later on though. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I mean, thanks for sharing. Bradley, what you got? Yeah. Um, I, I'll say again, like James McAvoy was awesome in this role. Uh, just having to deal with like someone that is, uh, has dissociative identity disorder, multiple personality disorder, and being able to kind of like show what... Not realistically show it, but show it in a sense that makes sense in this world that they have of how someone but that would actually affect someone I thought was really cool. Um, also, I thought uh, that the suspense was really well done, uh, that there's a lot of intensity in this movie, uh, and uh, it never has to go like into a super gory place to get that intensity mm-hmm. shock, which... I always really appreciate from him Knight is that uh, he can do a lot of intensity without having to show a lot of things. Yeah. Which I think was really cool. Um, I mean, that's what his, like, style is, that he doesn't show you most of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that he puts it into your brain and that uh, you feel it before you even have to put the two and two together, which is his thing. He, he loves Hitchcockian tropes. Uh, and I really liked, uh, what's her name? Anna Taylor Johnson as Cassie, who is the, the emo girl. Anya Taylor Johnson. Anya Taylor Johnson. Um, she, uh, she did a really fantastic job as being like that foil to the other girls that were kidnapped Mm -hmm. of like, okay, none, I would say one other big one is like the girl's. Treaded on like a almost a stereotype like horror movie girls, but they all had something kind of unique to them, which was really cool. And uh, I found that she just stood out among the rest because yeah, this is her story to tell, and they did some really interesting uh, character development with her, especially with the flashbacks to see like what is her kind of mindset and why she is why she reacts to certain situations the way she does, uh, and. It put a big smile on my face that watching this movie and then at the end knowing that what you just saw is part of the Unbreakable universe, which is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm. And like, it's a movie that a lot of people have killed, like, screamed for a sequel just because it's so good. Uh, That he built upon that universe. It's not a direct sequel, but... Hey, here's another scenario where well, 
the whole idea behind superheroes or people with powers being in a realistic situation, a realistic universe could manifest, which is really neat. And he peppers through different scenes and different parts throughout the movie that actually lead up and like you start to see little things like going to the train station and leaving flowers and talking about uh, the talks with the psychiatrist about uh, why people develop these type of um, mental disorders that they have and what that could actually mean to people. And over the time, you're just like, huh, this kind of feels kind of familiar, hmm. but kind of different at the same yeah. time. And then at the end, boom, great. Mr. Glass well, is fantastic. I'm pretty sure they've already confirmed that they're doing a second Unbreakable. Yeah. And so it's I, been talked I, about for the last fifteen years, so. right? Well, no, but I found in the last like six months it gained traction of like, hey, we're actually they're doing actually this. developing it. And to be fair, I had no idea. Like I knew about that, and I still that that ending caught me by surprise. Yeah, I mean, Unbreakable came out in the year two thousand, so it was very interesting that we were talking about the last fifteen years. I'm a little bit surprised, and uh, I would love for you to elaborate just a little bit. And I want to get everybody else's sort of feedback of it. Of you're saying that Unbreakable was your favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes. Which is, I assume that it was everybody's was Sixth Sense, but... I love Sixth Sense. I mean, like, Sixth Sense definitely maybe take notice of what M. Night's capable of. I mean, come on. That's yeah. a very well-crafted yeah. film, and going back and watching that and just seeing how he set up things to make yeah. everybody believe that Bruce Willis is alive through the whole thing. Spoilers for it. Is I mean he does a remarkable job of it. It has one of the one of the scenes I consider is like one of the scariest scenes personally to me, which is the little girl ghost under the bed that died by Munchausen's um, by proxy. Yeah, that disturbs me to no end. Yeah, it's... Um, and it's a well crafted film. Unbreakable just it it talks to that like hey I mean we were getting just the beginning of like kind of the inkling of the Marvel superhero films at that time. And having Unbreakable come out and be like, here's what a superhero would be like if they existed right next to you. Yeah. And that really, I thought they did a fantastic job with that in that movie. Cool. Does anybody else have any sort of glaring like favorite uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies besides Unbreakable <laughs> or Sixth Sense? No. No? I'd give a shout out to Signs. Okay. Not, not that it's my favorite, but man, you gotta say that one home video footage of the alien crossing the road. Anybody? You that freaked to everybody. Dude, that was such <laughs> a good... That's probably one of the most scared I've ever been in a theater. <laughs> is that that one scene. Now, I don't go see a lot of horror movies, though. So, in theaters, at least. But that was definitely one of those moments where I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't stick around. I, I don't want to put myself into it. <laughs> no! like, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, you know, I, I liked Signs. Uh, at one point, I felt like M. Night was sh following off a little bit, but... Every time I still go back sometimes and watch The Sixth Sense, and I'm just... Uh, you know exactly what's going to happen, but he shows you just enough to keep you captivated of what's happening, but then at the same time, it's very interesting, and um, at least, you know, what Brylon was talking about, and I know that we're going to uh, go through this a little bit more, but, you know, I really wonder if the little boy in The Sixth Sense has already tapped into that kind of larger um, part of what you know, James McAvoy, the Beast character, had talked about. So, well, I'll I'll leave it at that, and we're gonna go. We'll, make make a Shyamalan universe where like the ghost he comes yeah. in. Yeah, that's that's what that's what that's I can't say. I don't I don't like any of that's that. That's a good yeah. point to bring up. Yeah. Well, I mean, being able to see dead people. And it, stuff. So it's 
truthfully, we'll get into this in a moment. I want to get everybody else's sure, third thoughts you. before we kind of do anything. Universe, my um, God. But, uh, Josh. We've gone too far. No, 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 no. Josh, what are you, <laughs> what's your thoughts on this? you like this? Um, if I had to summarize how I feel about M. Night Shyamalan, I would say The Sixth Sense is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and everything else is mediocre to, oh, that was all right. I don't like any of his other movies, and this movie did not change my mind. Fair. Um, but we're talking about wins, so, I mean, James McAvoy did a great job, as everybody already said. It was pretty much his show the whole time. Um, I think the girls did a decent enough job for what they were written, you know? Um, and a lot of the shots, lighting, all of it was well done enough that I didn't hate the movie. It was still one of those movies, and I went, eh, that was okay. But... Um, my main win is just McAvoy. Is it, uh, you can pretty much watch him do anything. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that must be hard with that. Like, you don't have to prepare for one character. You have to prepare for twenty. Yeah. You know, like you know, they probably gave him a, a list of the twenty character, twenty three, twenty four characters, and said, "Hey, we're gonna pick a couple of these and make a movie around it." Yeah. What can you come up with? So, what are your thoughts, Spike? Yeah. So, in terms of like wins. I, first of all, I really love small cast movies. Like, that that's includes, like, you know, most movies have a cast, a main cast of, like, six, maybe to eight people. Um, but there's movies that introduce a lot of, like, ancillary, like, auxiliary characters. And this movie didn't. It was, like, basically just the three girls, McAvoy, the psychiatrist. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and even, like, the, the two other girls, like, really didn't matter. Like, they were there to introduce, the, you know, our main character, and that's about it. And I just really love the dynamic that can exist in those types of movies. Um, my favorite, probably, for that is this movie called Funny Games, um, where it's basically a family of four and two psychopaths. That type of movie, I just really like, because it's all about the character dynamics, which I think they kind of got, you know, uh, got lucky that one character is, like, six or seven different characters, um, and you can really explore the relationships between the characters themselves rather than, like, their interactions in the world, which is ironic because it's now part of a bigger world. Anyways, um, in terms of the, uh, cinematography, I really thought that the use of shadows was really cool. Um, I thought they did a great job. Like, Jesse mentioned this earlier, just, like, the editing when the, the Beast is running back from the train station. <clears throat> and I thought that, that it was really, that was a really well done scene where he was, like, both kind of in the light in some sequences and in the dark in the other sequences. And the kind of use of that was really nice. Um, also, I really, uh, really liked that there was a lack of twist. Like, where we just talked about the unbreakable twist, and that okay. wasn't a twist. That's not necessarily a twist. That's an after credits. Yeah, yeah, that could I was going to say, that that was analogous to Samuel L. Jackson, ironically enough, stepping out of the shadow <laughs> saying, Tony Stark, you're part of a bigger universe. You know, like, it easily could have been done after the credits. And I, I thought it was a refreshing thing, because, like, you know, you just... It's been troped so hard that Shyamalan is just going to come out and be like, it's a twist. You know, like, we've all seen, like, those... <laughs> uh, seen the shit <laughs> Yeah, what was it? Was the, uh, was it SNL where they, like, had... It was, like, Shyamalan who comes in. He's like, so this movie's about this. And then halfway through, it's not. And then, the, like, Michael Bay comes in. He's like, hey, this movie's about this. And then it all explodes. You know, like, <laughs> it's really interesting to see these directors take medium and then do not what they're supposed to. Yeah. And I thought that I don't know, a lot. I, 
Do you not feel like the idea that he was actually somewhat supernatural wasn't a twist? Because I thought he was just insane. No, because I think they... I think... It's funny, because they... Well, they, they, kind, they kind of mentioned, like, <coughs> something they, like, noticed is, like, how one of his personalities needed uh, insulin and the rest didn't. And well, they didn't dive I mean, into it to say that they actually needed insulin, that his body could actually change. And then once you get to no, the point did. in the movie... No, okay. no, he says that. No, the and psychiatrist. And she is talking about how their bodies can change slightly. Not enough to need insulin. No, she said that. She says that. Yeah, yeah. She, like, in her talk I, I, to it... I don't know. I thought it was established that they almost as if they, like, change... They in, both, in, I mean, to yeah. credit, they both say it. And, yeah, yeah what they what I think the Beast is representative of is that what if it goes to, like, the ultimate conclusion, like, that someone is able to become superhuman in one of these personalities? Well, and, and I think that's been established that, like due to our pain receptors and due to like very like muscle fatigue like our body will shut itself down and not achieve like what its peak is mm-hmm. so you conceivably could have someone who's altered their brain chemistry in this disassociative state no matter how much you alter your brain chemistry you're not going to survive a shotgun blast to the chest it's true oh that's very true that's fair depends on the type of shot Unless you're no, 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 no. Zero percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, but I think I mean, I, I'm not looking to I, I'm not looking to an M Night Shyamalan movie to be the pinnacle of like scientific research on disassociative disassociative identity disorder. Yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> if we want to get a re- re- realistic baseline, it's considered probably super super rare that only three actual occurrences have ever happened in the world. Yeah. Uh, and that they are still very skeptical of, is it something that actually happened? But that, I mean, and that's funny because the whole rest of the movie, I kept on waiting for it to break. And I kept on waiting for him to be like, yeah, just, I'm crazy and I want to kill people. And, you know, and I thought, especially when they were trying to escape based on the little boy character. And, like, I kept on waiting for him to, like, come back and be like... Yeah, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> you know, like I am I'm all together, I'm just messing with you. Sorry you're gonna die. And like <laughs> I like and I the entire time and what you know, when that little character the little boy character didn't break and like went along with their plans and everything, I was like, Okay, you, you sold me that this this character is is experiencing this. And then yes, movie magic because he can walk off a shotgun. Yeah. Yes, that's just that's just how that is, you know? That's yeah. a suspension of disbelief. That happened. One thing I did really like, I mean, just to add to how good McAvoy was, was when he did become the beast, yeah, there were some special effects to it, but still being able to manipulate your physical presence to feel towering rather than feeble. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I see that happen where it has a huge impact on the screen, that always impresses me a lot, that it's not just... How you say your words, how you're looking at the camera, it's also, like, that physical presence as well. Uh, wrapping up the, our, our win section, I, I thoroughly enjoyed McAvoy, like everybody else has been talking about. Uh, I guess one of the biggest things that I was very interested in, especially now in this, like, this year, this day and age, was um, I went into this movie kind of blind. My, excuse me, my friends were trying to tell me about this movie, but I said, shut up. <laughs> and I really was interested to see how 
they would uh, really talk about how they're going to handle situations and scenarios. An entire movie built on a mental illness, mental condition. There's a lot of different verbiage that you can actually use. Um, and that was something really, really big to me because it, 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 could, it, it was a lot of different ways and even things that wasn't necessarily kind of talked about. Talk about, you know, traumatic events. How are they going to be all handling this stuff there? Uh, these are some of the thoughts that I picked up just watching the movie because even Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Casey Cook, uh, she went through some shit as a child that was not okay for no child to actually go through. Um, but how and how everybody thought that she was as a person and clearly that this person was an outlier was the perfect person to kind of handle majority of the scenario and situation. So I thought that was also really interesting of how they handled that. Um, and I didn't think they, I think they talked about like an importance of it, but they didn't glorify it as the things of, oh, you should do this, which nobody should. And nobody should ever have to deal with that. But at the same time, they didn't make it seem like, oh, this makes you a more powerful or stronger person for this. So I was glad they didn't really focus too much on that particular kind of element of it. Um, I also like the fact that there was, uh, they truly did give... McAvoy, especially for the scene that he was with his, um, the therapist, and the therapist was challenging him of saying that you are a different personality, and it was one personality acting like a, acting like a different personality. That, I thought, was very interesting. Just at, for me, coming from a, from an actor's sort of standpoint, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting for somebody, from one character to think that you're somebody else, and you're that other person, but you're acting like the other person, so... Um, big ups for that. That was pretty cool. Just very interesting just to see of uh, uh, something like that. So that was very fun. Um, but uh, I, I mean, as a whole, I'm just really, I'm just glad that they actually had a chance to, or he as an M. Night Shyamalan finally had a chance to create this larger being. And I also think it was very interesting because where does it stop there? Like, I mean, I was serious because what's to say that he can't pull Haley Joe Osmond in right now and do like a cameo of that of you know if you look at some of these actual movies like eh, eh, they do talk about people who are superhuman right or at least has um exceeded the expectations of humans like minds or bodies and whatnot so i hope they don't the only thing i could see them doing is maybe like the village because that was so isolation isolationist yeah i don't know i i really hope they don't dig up you know the acting career corpse of Haley Joe Osmond. I mean, he's not he's not bad. He's pretty chunky right now. He's pretty. He's kind of there. But that doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, it'll be interesting because because if he has been working on this particular project split for some time and he already has these pieces laid in and never had a chance to really talk about it, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed Unbreakable. That's that's my second favorite movie from M Night Shyamalan. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed that actual movie, but I'm interested to see of uh, where this goes. So yeah, yeah, I did, I did like it, liked it a lot. But I really I, don't need a M Night Shyamalan like cinematic universe. I, like it I, I mean, if there was a franchise for him to own and like cultivate, I mean, the Unbreakable Universe would. I mean, it's it's his thing that he's created, and I think that he would find a following that would actually watch yeah. it and enjoy what these concepts that he brings up. I guess my question and my challenge to you is, is it the Unbreakable Universe or is it another universe? It's the Shyamalan universe. Yeah, it's well, it's the Unbreakable Universe because Bruce Willis' character is totally different than Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense. Oh, fair. Fair enough. 
But uh, I'm wondering if we. Oh, I'm wondering if he's gonna do like the happening, right? Oh, the, I, I never it, saw that. Okay. All right. So the that last movie was garbage, uh, and that was not a good movie at all. But I, I wonder if he will actually go out and see that. Hey, these movies are supposed to be slated for this universe. Now that depending on what happens with Split, can I pull these things in or not? So you would have the happening with, like, the plants taking over. Then you would have signs with the aliens coming in. And then, like... That just sounds like a scary movie right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because you have these special people... And then ladies start coming out of water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think that a cinematic universe is better... And I think this is one of uh, DC's, like, flaws. Is that they had... So Marvel had different directors doing different films. And now especially, it's just like, all right, let's get the weirdo to do the, the space truck in Thor 3, and let's get the, uh, the horror director to do Doctor Strange. But they had different artistic decisions for every movie, and then an overall artistic decision. Whereas if you have a cinematic universe with M. Night Shyamalan is your one and only artistic director, that's too much work. You can't pump out enough of those movies to make a cohesive unit. Otherwise, you're going to be the doing the get-together film in 2023, and no one's going to care. Um, and I also think that it's nice to have different characters tell different stories with different styles. And then when they bring it together, it almost it, it feels like you know the individual characters, and you can tell your own unique story. And that's why the DCEU sucks right now, because it's all gray and stupid. I mean, counterbalance that, James Cameron is now making the Avatar movies. Yeah, I never, to, I never saw our Avatar. They're about to do four more. You should... Don't see Avatar. You should probably watch that. I, uh, dude, I, if I want to watch Avatar, I will watch Pocahontas. One, better music. Two, the graphics are pretty much the same. Honestly, Pocahontas is not a very good movie. You should watch Avatar. It's not too short. No, no, no. Pocahontas is not a very good movie to watch for kids. Also, um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame is not a good... Terrifying. It's a... Wait, wait, wait. Pocahontas talking about environmentalism? No. Talking about racism. And talk... It's not... It's truly... It is not good. It, they do not send the correct message. Because the... What's, the what's over, We talk. We'll, we'll talk. All right, all right. Because so we talk in Disney now. Pocahontas and... And I'll, I'll bring in my best friend, Anthony <laughs> Who loves Disney? <laughs> you guys, you heard it here first. Warren is best friends with Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Pocahontas and Hunchback are two movies that M. Night has not done. Yes. <laughs> so the movie he has done we'll, some criticism. We'll, we'll, we'll get back on track and we'll talk about a couple things. But So we're transitioning out. And I'm. this is probably a lot of my interesting um, uh, series or section because I'm, I really want to know other people's sort of uh, you know criticisms of this movie and things you didn't like, things you hated, things you like, ugh, because I saw Jesse had a couple that... We're really glaring, so I'll start with you again, Jesse. And uh, talk to me, man, because it looked like you wrote a couple things down. But when we opening up a criticism sort of conversation, what are some criticism of this movie? I'm gonna start with Shyamalan dialogue sucks. <laughs> Shyamalan dialogue <coughs> sucks balls. Ooh. Like, dude, okay, picture this scene: girls just get kidnapped, cuts to girls in room, and I'm literally sitting there. I'm like, if they say this, and first line out of the girl's mouth. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? And it's like, oh, what are, what are we gonna do? Like, what do you think he's gonna... Where is he? And I was like, these are all just such cliches and so boring. And then they're like, we could hit him! And I'm like, okay, cool, we're going somewhere with this. And like, 
it 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 was just so boring the dialogue and then there's that one scene and i have to bring this up for my criticisms the Shyamalan scene where the old lady talks to Shyamalan <laughs> and all of a sudden both of the characters are like really hip rad cool like i can't even remember the dialogue i was so pissed off i was like okay now suddenly grandma is like a 20 year old hipster talking to Shyamalan and they're like they're shooting the, the jive, and, like, it, it was, like, a very much, like, no, I'm serious. It was, like, a techno-babble scene between the two of them where they were trying to act all hip and cool. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course they're doing this in the Shyamalan yeah. scene. It, it was probably the, like, the cheesiest of my uh, camera. I was like, are you kidding me? And, like, I, it, it's funny because I was reminded a lot of uh, the Star Wars prequels with Ewan McGregor mm. where he had really bad dialogue but he sold it because he really had, like, that commitment to it. And so McAvoy did the same thing. He had, like, even the the uh, the scenes where he's with the therapist were really boring. Like, they literally would, went around in circles where it was like, hey, I saw you're not, you're not doing your art. What do you mean I'm not doing my art? Here's my art. Okay. But you're not doing your art. Yeah, I'm doing my art. Here's my art. Okay but what about your art? And that went on like four or five times. And even when she was like pressing him to say like, you're not really him, are you? They did that bit like five or six times to the point where I was like, okay, you've said that line twice, too many times where it's like, the only reason the scene is interesting is because McAvoy is, is selling it. Mm -hmm. But the dialogue was fucking garbage. And I'm sorry, but Shyamalan can't write. Like, it, I think half of the cool stuff that I liked with, like, the editing where it was, like, cutting back to, like, the, the girl back in her youth and all that, clearly done either in the editing room or somebody came up with it and then he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put that in there. But, like, dude, it was just... I was I was actually getting a little miffed in the theaters just being like, oh, okay. And then, then of course, there it's a, a movie with a killer... And you don't actually see him kill the two girls? Like, I was waiting for that payoff. That's the fun part about a slasher film. It's like You see one. Yeah, oh, but it's, not a, it's not a slasher. Yeah. I think they could have gone it off camera. Yeah, oh, they could have gone She was still on camera. The one that he's eating? Her, her that's that's she's dead, I wanted to see. I wanted to see, like, a chase down, brawl out, see the beast unleashed, going down the hall. Same thing, too, because I'm going to go at all my criticisms now, is the main girl... So the whole premise of her is that she's been abused her entire life. She's now in this situation. She's the smart one with the other girls. Hey, go ahead and pee yourself because that'll, like, him not molest you. And, like, she's the smart one. She's finally coming at a head against something that she's been dealing with her entire life. And in the grand finale, he's coming after her. And she's got the shotgun. And she's finally, like, facing down her big freaking demons. And she's sitting there trembling with her eyes glassing over. And she's like quivering as he's pulling over the bars and I'm sitting there I'm like this is a great moment for her to finally like take head on something that like has been against her her entire life and instead he like just basically gives up and walks away but I would say I want to argue that point a little bit because this the shots and the memories that they showed us showed her father talking about her they like, the best ways to actually hunt and when they're hunting they're hunting prey they're not hunting an aggressor at all. So it's a very different complex of you're telling me to kill somebody. You're, you're not, not only are you telling me to kill somebody that's A, not an animal, but B, a human being who's charging at you besides something else who's actually trying to run away. Vast, vastly different. 
And this also talks about the fact that, you know, she has an aggressor as her uncle who abuses her, who still probably abuses her this entire time. But then you can... So it's, it's very... It's, it's, I'm, I'm just interested. That's the only reason why I pressed that, because I I'm interested I'm interested in, like, that particular sort of um, dynamic. My counter-response is, but then you had that previous scene where she was a child and pulled a gun on her uncle... And even as a child, she was ready to shoot his ass. But she didn't. She didn't. But now as an older person, she's got that quote, quote, second chance in her face. Yeah, but sure. I she, think she, that's she exactly how I felt about that scene. I thought it was it, it was supposed to be that moment and then they just didn't pay off. Right. There right. was just, it was like this no. build up and then there was, it was, yeah. And I, he's I like, that, and that she pulls the trigger and then she's still a cowardly like mouse hiding in a but, cage. And but they like, had the payoff oh. later on that. At the end, when they say your uncle's almost here, he'll be with you in a second. Not really. She was. Still but that's the payoff. Glassy-eyed. Yeah, no, no, girl. but that's that's the payoff that she never, she never broke that. She was still because she had the gun at him, and then, and then he took it and said, "No, you don't know what you're doing with this. You stop it. You could have killed me." And then you thought like, oh, "Okay, this whole thing. This is her redemption arc. She's gonna be this badass. She can be this badass, badass." And then you're like, "Well, she's trembling." Oh, because she still lives with her uncle, and her uncle's probably still abusing yeah. her. I think that was like I really appreciate that because I mean she was a character that, I mean it wasn't about her, ignoring her fear and then becoming a superhero. It was about her coping with the fear of James McAvoy's character or just being in that situation. But also, she knows even if she gets out of it, she still has more demons to deal. Right. With. She's and she's that, a survivor yeah, rather she's, than a badass. She's a survivor, and she's going to do what she needs to do. In order to survive. Yeah. All I of the traits before it, like I pissing yourself. I didn't pick up on any of this. Yeah. I, when I was watching yeah. the movie, I was seeing that she's still scared. I understand the survivor part of it, but she had already shot him twice. Why now, when he's bending the bars, is she hesitating? No, she was out of bullets. She was out of bullets. Well, she didn't do anything. Though. No, she she pulled the trigger. She was out of she was out of bullets. But you can't do anything else from that point. Just swing a butt through the bars. I she mean, she just yeah. she backed I mean, down. True, and, true. No, I I feel like yeah. the survivor part. Uh, it's I get what you're saying, but I didn't see that at all in the movie. Yeah. I thought that was that's bullshit. I mean, if you're looking at somebody who can bend bars in your face and take shoot two shotgun rounds. And climb on ceilings. <laughs> well, no, even besides that, like, exactly. after the two shotgun rounds and you're out of bullets, you're like, what the hell else can I do? I don't know. I wanted to see her finally, like, her entire life had been leading up to that moment of, like, I'm finally cornered and this time I'm going to fight back. And sure, she fought back a little, but still in the end, she she just caved. And that's where it upset me. And then she backs I, down, and then now the uncle's coming back. So it's like you never get any payoff. I know, but I love that. Because movies can't be this triumphant, the good yeah. guy wins every Process. single time. Process. You know, like, I really love movies that buck that trend. Like, they didn't catch the beast. He's out I there. I love sequence. it when movies do that. I don't think this movie did it well. I, yeah, I don't think they intended to do it. Um, I mean, I, so yeah, we, I mean, we, could, we could talk about that. I won't hold that against it. Because it tried something new, but I, I won't give it as a pro. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't count that as a win. Yeah. <coughs> um, Josh, you have any more criticisms? Oh, I have lots of criticisms. Oh, hit me. Um, I mean, just going off of that, I, I, we'll move past all that other stuff. But I thought the uh, the girls themselves, all their storylines were just... It, it was 
cliche and cheesy and like the girls are the typical you know oh we're the popular ones and now we have this weirdo with us and she's the one that knows how to survive she's the good one like i thought it was just all really cliche and mm -hmm. silly um I mean, one thing I forgot to mention in my pros is I did like that they started the movie out and just jumped right into it. Yeah, like that was one thing I did like about this movie. It was like there's no build up. There's no, they don't need to show you following uh, him following them around. Um, but yeah, their storylines, their dialogue was bad. Um, the the my least favorite part of this movie is the therapist. Yes, she is an awful character. She is so totally unrealistic and off base, like, with believing that these people, oh, well, wait, what if they're the ones that have moved past this human body and they're somehow, like, she's looking at them like they're super powered. And it's like, you're supposed to be the medical professional. Like, you at any point could have called the police, the hospital, something. You could have institutionalized this guy at any point. If once you sense the danger, and she doesn't do any of that. And then she puts herself in a shit situation where she knows, obviously, because she puts the napkin in the door, that she's in trouble. And she doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't have any skill. And it's just like, it, she's totally unrealistic. Yes. She, her character is so poorly written and so bad. I just, like, I couldn't stand the scenes with her in it. Yeah, her character was the one that grated me the most as well, that... Um, that, yeah, like, they, they talk about this whole, like, uh, psychiatric convention that's kind of, like, discrediting her research and stuff. And you can see why, because some, and sometimes she, when she talks, she comes off as more nutso than James McAvoy's Yeah, character. like, almost like what, it's what like almost was talking like, about before, where we, she, they almost, like, glorify it. Like, yeah. she, that's what she was doing. She's like, yeah. oh, these guys are amazing. It's like... No, they have a disorder. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I <laughs> they mean, are the you're treated and, like she's just like, oh, it's time, it's their time to be on top and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, that's terrible. And she also just, uh, you bring up a good point that she didn't like let the authorities know about a potential danger in a patient, even though there is that patient. Uh, doctor, like yeah, especially a mental privilege. health professional. I mean, a mental health professional. If they see a sign danger, they should take that step. Where she wants to, like, kind of cure him and help him. Let me talk to Nathan, or right. let me and talk it, to and it, you're, uh, you're, the you're, female personality and find reason within. Well, this. I mean, if <laughs> she can deal with that as like his normal state of being, like I can understand that. But once you get like twenty fucking emails that say we need help. That's the point where any medical professional would draw the line. And they also, they also like foreshadowed that whole thing of her figuring it out with like she sees the news report. Yeah. You know, and then and then he shows up. It's like, uh, well, I wonder what that device was. <laughs> uh, also, why is he the only person that's in the maintenance tunnels of the zoo? Why is nobody hearing any of this? That was closed. Yeah, he was. There the was night, still people in there. Though. No, he was the nice security guard. Yeah. But who are those other people when they come out? That was during the day. Somebody found them in there. Yeah, I thought that was like that the was day during shift. the day. Yeah, yeah. it was like it so. Was... It's during the day, but why are there still? Why wouldn't they have found them earlier? I don't think. I they think were it was in an abandoned section. 
Like, no, no, no. I she talked about like his success at his job and like where he works, but yeah, but I still it's, it's, it's why he unclear. Would be it's the unclear. Only one. Yeah, it's yeah. very unclear. I thought it was. I thought it was supposed. To, I mean, again, a little bit of movie magic on this one, but I thought it was supposed to be that Suspense. he was the night security. He was the one night security guard, Suspense. and so he had only about six hours to do. But this you're, whole so thing. you're telling me that nobody else goes into those tunnels the rest of the day and wouldn't hear girls screaming. No, my point is that. Uh, like, he just didn't... The story was so condensed that it didn't have enough time for someone else to find him. I felt like it went on long <laughs> enough to where How long somebody... Was, no, How it was long only... Was it was like several days. Weekend? Yeah, no. it was several days. I thought, I thought it was, it was a weekend. Only, I thought it was, it was only he one... Could, no, he had... No, one several back to her. Remember, he, he says, last night she got all those emails, and then the yeah. next day he comes in, yeah. and then that happens again. And it's like, this it's is several days. days. Yeah. yeah. Really? Right. I, thought it was a, I thought it was like a legit weekend. No, it was four days minimum, is what I feel. Yeah, I, I just didn't understand why he would be the only one. And plus, the, they had to have known that he had a mental disorder before they hired him, right? So why would you let the guy with a mental disorder There's live on, in the fucking tunnels? Well, he had been, cured. He had been quote, quote, cured for like 17 years. But still, I mean, I feel like he would have had to have, because she almost treats him, like, the therapist almost treats him like he's, like, you know, a recovering drug addict, you know, where they have to, like, check in, and they're like, oh, you're doing a great job at your work, and, like, they told me what was going on. So she is getting reports from them. So I feel like they know that he had something going on. That's a good point. So why are they just letting him roam free? That's fair. Is it criticism? <laughs> Can't argue that. Um, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I mean, I can understand it wasn't a slasher, but I do agree that the parts where the girls get killed was lame. Well, the yeah. girls, like, what was the point of the girls? Like, you didn't need two of them. You needed maybe just the one girl I and think, she dealt with the whole thing. Like, I mean, I think the part, uh, at least for me, uh, at least for like the, the movie, I think, was just to show that he would be willing to kill multiple He has, he is willing to kill multiple people. Yeah. But that's, that's, like, my thing was... Yeah, he's going to kill multiple people. And this is how he'll kill two girls that he has. Like, it was a weird fetish of. And he'll kill an old lady as well. And he doesn't stop. But you could have done the whole thing, though, if you had removed those two characters, the two girls, entirely. And Mm -hmm. it had been just one girl. You could have established the exact same plot element. So those girls were entirely superfluous. Yeah. Because you could have had... But at the same time, you wouldn't be able to show... The character growth of Casey, the the main girl. No, you could do it through dialogue. You I could allude you, to the beast. You could allude to this. I think you could have. It's, well, it's lazy writing. Don't Dennis and Patricia set up like the beast needs sacrifices and like yes, certain says amount that, to come to right. And I thought it was just like so you're I trying to find people that are worthy. Yeah, right. I think that it was a dynamic thing where if it was one on one, it would have been less believable because uh, our main character could have just taken control of it. Of the other character, whereas if you have three of them, and two of them are like, you know, can outvote the main chick, then it becomes like an uphill battle to try and like prove like, hey, I actually know what's going on here. I think that's the reason they did too, that one wouldn't have been realistic enough to like stand up for herself and be like, no, we should just stay here where the psycho killer is. Yeah, and you could tell like with the popular girl that... She, she was like the alpha with her friend who was right. super scared that even in the 
situation of being kidnapped, she stayed that alpha. She didn't crumble and become just a scared damsel in distress. She was like, all right, we need to figure out a plan and things right. like that, which was some of the things I appreciated that, like, let's find a way out of this room that we're stuck right, in. Right, right. There's still a group dynamic even in that, and it wouldn't have been the same if there was only one of them. Yeah. I think that's the other reason. Because you're right. Those two characters, and I talked about this, one of the wins I liked was that it was such a small cast. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, and, yes, you could have probably even chopped one of them off. Uh, but I think that you wouldn't have established the correct setting in that capture room if there was only two people. I think you needed the third person to really create like a true group deni- dynamic. Any other criticism, Josh? Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like... I, I feel like I'm coming off as I hated this movie, but again, it was like... Eh, okay. Um, I had something else. I can't think of it at the moment, though. Right. Uh, I'll come back to you if you think about it. But, uh, Mike... Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, a, lot, a lot of what I wanted to talk about was said. Uh, my biggest thing was, like, it never did, it never did anything great. Yeah. Like, it was very just, like, like yeah, the writing kind of sucked, but, you know, the editing and then the, the cinematography was good enough. It had cool enough characters, but didn't have great characters. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no character that I thought, like, oh, this is... The be-all, end-all. And McAvoy did a great job in it, but it's still not, like, the greatest character I've ever I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it doesn't elevate the genre. Right, right. It just, it was a movie it that I saw. It fits really well in what it was It's going to do really well on TBS reruns. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing yeah. really well at the box oh, office right now. now right. I, really? Now I remember the other thing that I was going to say. McAvoy did a great job, but I'm not sure how well they actually handled the mental illness yeah. aspect of it. I don't know if really? this was accurate to this type of disorder, but I feel like, yeah. especially with it, a psychiatrist, I feel like it wasn't handled well. <laughs> well, yeah, I would feel like it, I don't know. That's not like. I mean, that's I the know. most I can go off of right now. I don't know if you felt like it was handled well, but I, I don't. I felt like the therapist wasn't handled well. His personality well, wasn't. Sucks. It wasn't handled that well. Um, you know, they kind of explained, oh, one of them steps into the light and then they're the one in control of the body. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I don't know this disease well enough to know if that's the case. But the thing is, I, I, again, going back to that, that thing with the, where they were able to trick the small boy, I really liked that, that they held to it and they said, all right, well, it really is a disorder that that personality is in charge and the other personalities cannot influence that one. Or no, well, I feel like it was that they actually had their own separate, like, they don't know what the other one's doing. Right, right, and that's what I mean, and that's what I think it's interesting that, well, no, not really, because you, by saying the the actual characters' names, you could draw certain ones out. No. The main person. They came out when they wanted to. That that only was established with just the main Yeah, the main one, but like... I don't know. Which even then they then threw it away. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. if you yeah. say his name, he takes over, but but not after this point. Yeah. Like, no, the other personalities to figure out. Yeah, like, it's like really they didn't figure it out in like the twenty seven years <laughs> that they've been dealing with each other. Like really. Like, yeah, that was kind of silly, but uh, but I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was handled well enough. Like the fact that they couldn't really cross over to each other was interesting. And I think they they and, like, showed that conversations well was interesting, but. I don't know if they, I don't know, I just didn't feel quite 
write about it. I was fine with it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Bradley? Uh, I think, I mean, just to expand upon Mike's criticism is that, yeah, it's something that... It's a movie that's firmly comfortable in its genre and doesn't really go beyond that and not really groundbreaking on any level. It's enjoyable. Um, And it's, it's really better in certain parts rather than the sum of its parts, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, And I would say also, yeah, the psychiatrist, uh, it's just, she was probably the worst character of it besides uh, M. M Knight's wig that he wore. (laughs) Was that a wig? I thought it was real hair. Yeah, I thought it was (laughs) hair too. The blonde curly hair. I thought it looked it was like a wig. No, that was that was that was brunette. Yeah, it was definitely it was dark, brunette. but it looked greasy and like curly. It looked very yeah, curly. It was, it was not. It, it was looked not like good. a wig to me. It could be real. <laughs> it, it could, could be, be real. real. I don't know. I thought it was real. It, it looked and very. I, I mean, to me. I was disappointed that it was real. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if we were gonna bring up anything about the music, I mean, it's just. One of those movies where I didn't really notice the score until I heard the Unbreakable score, and mm. then I was like, ooh. I, I mean, like, and I'll go into a couple of the criticisms I have. Uh, is that I'm not going to echo everybody from this. Um, I was really hoping that they would flush out a little bit more of the characters. I really like smart people in a horror movie because it makes more sense of, oh, I could be in this scenario or somebody I know could be in this scenario. Um, and if the person that I know is in that scenario, they would act with a little bit more sense. Um, I was really excited that they were trying to escape so quickly, but not the way that they were trying to escape. For instance, if you're crawling out of a tunnel or um, a hole or whatever, I'm pretty sure you'll probably follow that all the way out to get outside. Not mm. somewhere outside the room and then try to run away. Like, Didn't it look like that you bent hop- went further? Yeah, well, she yeah, like it, stopped. Yeah. She oh, stopped. Well, she, not only did she stop, but she goes and then hides in the fucking locker when she's terribly breathing so heavily that it doesn't even matter what I'm doing. I can be listening to my fucking ear pods and I can still hear you in that fucking <laughs> locker. So that's, I was like, what the, God damn it. whatever. But besides that, um, I was super bummed and I think somebody else is probably going to echo on this is I was, I really wanted to see all 24 characters. No, but they can save those for later ones. Yeah, but I really wanted to see all 24, therefore you can give me even more. We can go into character development of the rest of the 24 characters later. They did add some extras with the video clips. Yeah. But the video clips were the characters (coughs) we already introduced, except for Orwell. Orwell was the only character that we actually didn't see, and we only seen him on the video clips. There was another girl. There was was another girl. The Jade, who was the one that uh, had the... uh, Insulin shots. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, that was something I was like, I, I, if you're going to tell me, if you tell me that there's 24, show me 24. No, I feel like... Would get, you'd have to establish that's every a single movie. one. You... That's, they yeah, did that's a good a job establishing, and then I feel like he's not going to make 24 interesting characters. Yeah. Some of them are going to be fucking... Cause, cause so, we were, so, what we're saying is that what, he's not... Well, I think it was like six or seven. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Dennis, Patricia, the Beast. Dennis, Patricia, the Beast, Barry, the kid, the normal guy. Kevin. Kevin. He was, he, but he was only yeah. a fellow with. Like, I, I think that that's probably so, enough. Crum. Or no, that's dead. dead. But I would say, here's my, here's my issue then. If you're not, if you're going to tell me you're not going to give me 24 in the first movie, cool. Are you going to ever give me 24? 
I because then I, I, choose, nah. I don't think we need it. We, we don't need no, it. That's that's. If you tell me that it was something, give me it all at least a little bit, or tell me that there's something, some reason that these characters, these personalities died, or something like that, so that I can give it. It's more believable for the actual illness, which is super rare. Of it's more than twenty of these scenarios. I mean, that's one thing I think about the whole concept of the beast is the beast supersedes all. So once the beast takes over, then. The other personalities become moot. Well, I mean, there's another thing, and I can't. I guess I can't really remember it, but um, they had mentioned that he eats people. Yes. Yeah. When? When did they do that? Oh, he ate her stomach. No, no, no. Before that, before they showed it, they talked about something about cannibalism. Well, it sounded more like it was a legend, and it was a, a character he was creating at the time. Okay. Like, he had never been the Beast before. Yeah. But this he has... manifestation No, of the, beast. the... Dennis and Patricia had invented this character. No, because they say they had abandoned him at the train station, or he had... Oh, because his father... When his father left, he created the Beast, but then they left the Beast at the train station, is the story that they told, from my memory. Hmm. But they have some kind of legend about him eating kids. Yeah, that is that is said. Okay. That they he eats like the pure because that's why he doesn't eat the main character at the end is that they establish that they're trying to get pure sacrifices for him to consume. Hmm. Okay. They do. It's say kind that. of flimsy, but it's well, flimsy. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, overall, and uh, I think if we are done with criticisms, right? Yeah. I think overall, uh, I would say I, I liked the movie. I, I was thoroughly enjoyed by the movie, especially the stinger. Um, the one thing I was kind of super bummed about was the fact that M. Night Shyamalan has written himself into a bit of a uh, a uh, scenario in which I look for it now. I can't help it. I'm like... Another where, 15 years and... Well, where's the twist? First, like, where's Unbreakable 2? Yeah. No, well, I'm looking at like, well, where's the twist? Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's the twist? Is this a twist? Is this a twist? Because for sure, at one point, I'm like, oh, wait, maybe these three girls are actually part of his pers- other three personalities. I was thinking and the same thing. this is all thing. in his head. Yeah. You know what? Right? I, I thought at one point it was actually going to be cool and it was going to be like, Casey, this is all in her head. Yeah. And then I and was she's like, another per- yeah. yeah. It would have been. I mean, there's a lot of lot of stuff that we could have talked about. Yeah. But you know, overall, I would say uh, I I like the movie a lot. Um, I will. I guess we can go uh, around of overall impressions and thoughts of the movie, and then we go into grades. Um, and uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Josh. Uh, do I do both right now? Sure. Overall, uh, my overall impression is that it was again, like I said, this didn't change my my mind at all about M Night. I think this movie was very uh, meh. To mediocre. Um, overall, I didn't feel like I got a very good payoff at the end. I didn't feel like it was particularly clever at all. They just embraced the supernatural element rather than it being a psychological or, uh, you know, somebody else in somebody else's head. It, it just, it felt flimsy and it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um I can see some of the moments having tension, so overall, I would still not fail it, but I would probably give it like a D plus. Okay, okay, cool. Look, what you got? Yeah, I mean, like I said, my my criticisms. It was just not great at anything. Um, didn't leave me scared out of my mind. Didn't make me think about like the the depths of life, you know. Um, it was a good acting performance out of McAvoy, but a terrible one out of that psychiatrist. Yeah. 
It's just like very average. Honestly, I I think in terms of grades, I'd probably B minus C plus somewhere in that range. It's definitely above average. I'll go we'll go B minus. I feel like our grade curve is is boosted in this podcast. Well, so man. to keep with that, I'll go B minus. Fair. We're nice. Jesse, what you got? <laughs> I, same thing. It was very average, and I know I like got all passionate about it, but but. It wasn't terrible. Again, it just it strikes me as one of those shows that's movies that's going to be played on TV ad nauseum. Like, I'll probably watch if I'm like at some place where I watch TV and flick through it. Um, I'd give it a solid like honestly just a C. Like it was it was good to look at and like I had fun with McAvoy, but like I did get pretty frustrated with some of the character decisions and like again some of the just the way they talk to each other seemed annoying to me sometimes. But yeah, C. Brian, what you got? Um, I would give it a B plus. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, even if it has, even though it doesn't elevate like the genre that McAvoy enjoyed playing the that character and bringing a lot to that character as well. Um, having it uh, just relate and inform more on like uh, Unbreakable. I mean, just really. Makes me enjoy it even more. Um, I also like that uh, M Night like took a step back and made things uh, made things simple again and brought back some of the um, some of those like very poignant dramatic moments that were in like Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Uh, like I mean, I make was movies simple again. Make movies simple again. Sit <laughs> to that. Uh, and uh, so. What some of the moments I really enjoyed was like walking into the kids' room and like it's like, oh, I thought you had a window and it's a picture of a window and yeah. it's subtle but it's also like oh, there's no hope for them in this situation or um, having like those very like just gut wrenching moments like her uncle being naked in the forest saying let's play animals and you're like oh god this is terrible yeah, and he does a fantastic job with those moments as disturbing as they can be and I hope he doubles down on making more movies like this and less movies like After Earth. Jesus. <laughs> I was hoping that nobody, was nobody would bring that up. Yeah. He, so of course he would. Split, I enjoyed it. Uh Split's also what Tom Brady's gonna do to Atlanta's defense this weekend. Go Pats. Anyways, um, I mean, I would say my lasting thoughts for this one is uh, you know, there's a lot of criticisms criticisms and even my buddy from work said that you know, the biggest thing that I didn't really like was it felt like this was a, you know, hour, two and a two hour long trailer for something else to come. Because not too much happened. And kind of echoing with a couple of you guys actually talked about the kind of forgettable characters. Because I want you to tell me that, like, not Casey's name, but what's the other two characters? Like, name me any other character's name. Marsha. Right? Didn't matter. Yeah, so... <laughs> Claire. Um, you you saw you you're looking right. at you look you look it up. I mean, so I mean, it was it was one of those things in which I'm like I I definitely kind of echo that, but at the same time I still enjoyed like some of the tone. I enjoyed the music. Actually, was playing the soundtrack all day for the next day after that. I enjoyed the soundtrack a lot. It was very weird, very ominous, very creepy. Um, and I I liked what he was attempting to do, and I applaud that for sure. Um, but at the same time, I looked at it, I was like, I just want smarter people. In a, if you're going to give me a horror movie, not slasher, put me people that I can walk up to the street or grab a drink with and say, oh, cool, if we're in this scenario, 
of course we're gonna exercise this same kind of common sense, right? So that's something I like about it a lot. Um, and I like the tone, and I like the creepiness level that they actually kind of introduced, especially with the uncle, so that was really cool. So, uh, I mean, my grade is probably going to be a B-plus for this, and, and, you know, I do like this movie. By far, it's not my favorite, but at least I didn't see The Visit, and I really wanted to see that movie, um, because that was uh, uh, his more recent work of something that was kind of odd. But other than that, I would say this is a, a solid B-plus for me. Yeah. Didn't he also do Devil? No, he, he produced a story by it. He produced it? Yeah. I don't think he wrote the story. No. Okay. Because that wasn't very good either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, we will wrap up and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, so much for hanging out and chilling with us, all the Ryan Dells in the actual world, uh, and the Derek Sons. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, but thanks so much for kind of hanging out. And, uh, you know, Jesse, Josh, where can we find more of your work? I do work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Clearly, I mean. clearly. Brylon, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brylon, B-R-I-L-U-N-D, where I'm continuing my 2017 uh, homage to the 90s classic Demolition Man. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy those. <laughs> I, I saw your Facebook profile. I was like, that's awesome. That, that is very awesome. Uh, Mr. Michael, the Shredder. <laughs> Where can this we find you? Out. Yeah, you can find me uh, at My Anus Music. Uh, no relation to My Anus Music. Um, <laughs> I'm going to buy that website. Man, they, they smell bad. Um, sound bad. Sorry, I got my, I got my senses mixed up. Um, you yeah, can man. check us out. We're playing this week and also next month. What time next month? Because that's probably when Boston. Late next month. In the Boston area. Apparently, apparently we're open up for some punk band that we don't know who they are yet. We, oh, go, nice. we just got off of the show and they're like, "You're open up for a touring act." It's so like, you're saying you're playing the Boston Common? Yeah, pretty much. You can check us out <laughs> at the Boston Common, and then uh, over further over the summer, we'll be at Bonnaroo and Burning Man. Fuck <laughs> well, yeah! Uh, sub subject to change. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Also, if you want to check me out, um, you can have uh, my email address. <laughs> no, you can have my email address is uh, Jesse likes watching girls dance at gmail.com. Oh, no! No! <laughs> sorry, no! sorry. Jesse got banned uh, by Patricia, because uh, you know. That's creepy. They're 18. They're 18. It's just, you know, we don't want to be weird. Uh, we have a Patreon, so please go and hang out at our Patreon. So Not ready. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com <laughs> down in front. We have a lot of awesome goals. There's even one goal, in which case, depending on how much you donate for us every month, you can definitely host the actual show with us and select a movie for everybody to actually kind of a review. So that's going to be very fun. There's another one that will dye one of our... Um, uh, friends here, all black, so we're really excited about that. And then one of the last ones uh, is maybe not. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely because my hair is already. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is so that we can potentially kind of find a date for uh, one of our co-hosts, Jesse. So I'm really excited that that goal is already up there. Um, so we have that. We have an email down from podcast. I'm donating to that one yeah. right now. Yeah. That has been up for over two months now. So oh my god. Just needs 99 cents for yeah. He has not what? seen it. So yeah, 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 yeah. We have an email down from podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at underscore DAFP. That's at underscore down from podcast. 
I'm trying to put up more and more content, especially because of tons of stuff that's out there. Even the fact that Ben Affleck's not directing the new Batman movie anymore, which is pretty cool. Interesting. So, think about that. Maybe Nolan comes back. Who knows? No. No. Good, good. We have a, <laughs> we have a Reddit um, also, so we try to put more and more content that we can't actually review on the show um, down in front.reddit.com, so we got to check that out. Um, also, what you'll see me doing is that you'll see more of my work at Action J. Not going to spell it out because I think you can figure it out. Except oh. for the X in the middle of it. Hey, oh. But, I mean, what about <laughs> J? It could be a J or J or J A Y or J A I. But I don't really care about my personal Twitter, I care about my wine Twitter. Which is at friends with blends and all he does on is Instagram. And all I do is wine. Hashtag sip to that. In which I will be posting a um, an actual wine uh, review of the two wines that we're drinking tonight. So with that, I would say thank you so much for coming out. We thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. Goodbye. I love you all. I love you, Michael. Yeah. What? Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> Goodbye, Jesse. Goodbye. Goodbye, Brylin. Go packs. Goodbye, Moon. Goodbye, Moon. Aw. And goodbye, Josh. So long. Farewell. Farewell. I'll be to say goodbye to you. No, we're not going to say list of things I should do. do. Goodbye. Hello. I'm sorry I started this. Same exact thing in the song. Come well, on. that's what I was thinking. Goodbye. <laughs>